Hello, hello. Hi. Speed. Speed. <laughs> I love how you say Let's it. Let's talk speed. <laughs> Why is it so funny? Uh, <laughs> it's hello. not. <laughs> hello, folks. You're listening to Midnight Movie Gang. This is episode 14. We just recorded episode 13 like an hour ago. Yeah. And I'm dropping these like separated by like a week or so. So we, we just time traveled. Yeah. You're listening to us from long ago. In a distant land. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and today we're talking about, I want to hear you say, Speed! <laughs> we're talking about speed. Of course, the 1925 film starring <laughs> Betty Blythe. The 1925 film. We're just I got the Wikipedia <laughs> up, and there are so many movies called Speed. That's not the speed we're talking it's about. It's about jazz. That's, I like that image, though. The, this image? It looks like touched up. Of this? Yeah, no, just of this it's woman staring at this kind man. kind of uncanny valley a little bit. Yeah, all y'all look up um, the, the Speed 1925, 1925 Wikipedia page. This 99-year-old movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're, we're, That's we're, true. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, 1994 Speed, directed by John DeBot, starring hey. Keanu Reeves, action film, um, about uh, Bomb on a Bus. Bomb on a Bus. A, a movie that should take place uh, solely... Um, on yeah, the bus. A movie that takes place uh, 20 minutes into the movie and 20 minutes before the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only part of this movie that matters. It's fast forward and then qu- stop watching. When I rewatch this movie, yeah, I literally just skip to Keanu eat muffins. <laughs> like, yeah. like before the movie. Yeah, so. Yeah, that other stuff sucked. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of background on, on, uh, just the, the circumstances of watching this. I've been wondering, um, I've, I, I've wanted to own this movie for a while. I collect Blu-rays cause I'm weird. <laughs> and, um, I bought the 4k Blu-ray, um, of this movie, which I believe came out last year. And just like a little background story. It looks great. Yeah, no, it looks fantastic. Um, it's a great restoration. Yeah. Um, basically versus Blu-ray. I bet we can find a little comparison video. Show me the yellow. Um, basically, um, yeah, and that's the <laughs> just showing the box art, and that's, that's all the, the video is. That's the original cover, and it's very lame. Um, it so, is. So basically, um, the uh, the original Blu-ray transfer came out in 2005 2006 was basically like just a facelifted DVD transfer from like the original DVD release of the film. Yeah, and. It was very saturated, very yellow, pretty ugly looking. Yellow. Although, in my memory, that's how the movies always looked. <laughs> it was actually kind of a weird experience watching this movie. Like, I'm like, it looks so... It this looked movie good. looked good to me, yeah. Like, I've never it, seen it. The colors looked very natural, looked very in place. But I'm like, it, in my brain, I'm like, it looks so muted. Yeah. Like, it looked fine. Yeah, I thought the colors but, were great. Yeah. Um, and this transfer uh, was done by uh, Fox... Uh, right before the Disney acquisition, and it, it actually got delayed. Like, this release got delayed by two years, this Weird. 4K release. Um, but And it got released by Disney. But now we got it, and Joseph Classic and I are looking Disney. at a little video comparison of, oh, the, 4K, yeah. Yeah, of the 4K versus Ooh. the Blu-ray. And this is a great video that shows it. And obviously, this is a format. This, Bus. If people want to see this, I, I'll put a link to this in uh, Spotify. But you can just it totally just looks tell like when you look at like an art restoration. Yeah, so and you, they just like clean all the grime off of it. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's they just what it looks like clean all the shit off of it. The colors pop a lot more. It just looks yeah. way ooh, that cleaner. looks way the, the cooler. The, they made the colors a lot cooler. Yeah, the skin tone looks way more realistic. Yeah, the whole movie just has like a cooler, more natural feel ooh, it just like looks that. Sharper. 
look sharper too. It looks like it could have been made like in the last decade. Yeah, it is like very modern looking yeah. in its appearance for sure. But yeah, no, this was gonna be a good shot to show too. Yeah, wow. just it looked so yellow. Everybody looks so red and yellow. Mm, even and the backgrounds, looking at the walls and stuff. Yeah, man, this is a that's a good restoration. Video. Here we go, and this is yeah that shot. Yeah, looking at him, Keanu in the bakery. <laughs> Look at him smile. <laughs> yep. Um, what a what yeah, a charming my looking wife. man. <laughs> yeah, him outside the flames. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful restoration. Um, this close-up of his face. It's a good restoration. Yeah, well, I had never seen this movie. Never seen it before. This was a childhood uh, classic of mine. I grew up yeah. on 90s action movies and cheese. things the like. Um, and I guess, um, basically, I want to start off just with uh, <laughs> explaining the plot a little bit, what little plot there is. Starring... Uh, Keanu Reeves as John Speed. As John Speed. As Jack Speed. Jack Speed. Jack Speed. Jack Traven. Uh, and Sandra Bullock as Annie Porter. Um, and uh, this movie was... Keanu was already kind of known at this point for... Uh, before whoa. this... Whoa. All he was really known for was Bill and Ted and Point Break. Um, like Point Break, I think, came out two years before that. Three years, 1991. I think he is not great in this. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, go it, out on a limb here. In what capacity would you say he's not great? Like, how I think he's you... very wooden. Mm-hmm. I think he, you said he, you said you had that anecdote about how he was nervous uh, behind the scenes. And yeah. You, it, you pick it up pretty easily. Yeah. Like he was, he really wanted, because Point Break didn't make him like the huge star that like they kind of thought it was going to be. It wasn't as much of a smash hit. Um, so he was really riding a lot on this movie. Like, yeah, uh, he changed his look for it and it was something the studio was nervous about. Like he, um, cut his hair. Yeah. He cut his hair before he had that like long, yeah. you know, Ted hair, um, which I feel like he's kind of come back to. It's gone full circle with it. Really. Yeah. He's got, he grew it out again. Yeah. He looks great with a beard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think I, this isn't even his fault. I think it's just his voice is goofy <laughs> for like a serious role. Mm-hmm. I think he's grown into it now. It's got sort of a gruffness now uh-huh. that he's older, but in this at this time he just feels like he's doing a fake voice. Yeah, yeah, it's y- very awkward. Yeah, no, it, it it is weird. Yeah, now that he's older, it definitely does have way more. Just it adds more grizzle. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, his wake vo- up samurai. He grew into that deep voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like also another benefit that he that the John Wick movie, especially the first one, I think about it. He doesn't actually have a whole lot of like lines mm-hmm. in John Wick, honestly. No. Like, yeah, I've seen the first one. I haven't seen any of the other ones. Yeah, no. The I the first one's the only one I care. I, I have not seen huh. four. I've seen one through three, and one. <laughs> not that two and three are bad, but they're they're both too long. Really? Yeah. The first John Wick, I, I really like the first John Wick in that it is very straightforward. Like it's it's very simple. Like it's a revenge story. He does Kill, the thing. Killed his dog. Yeah, it's like I love a revenge story. It's like an hour and a half, and it's like to the point. John Wick two and three try to build the world too much. Yeah, like immediately in John Wick two, it's like John, you signed a blood pact, and you have to go over here and do this for oh, your, I don't care. your blood ward. Oh, like I don't your, care. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> I don't care. Did they kill his dog? No, I don't care. Yeah, no, like. <laughs> The first one, like, they killed your dog, go kill uh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. Simple. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, simple action movies I love. I think uh, this movie is a very simple action movie. 
Yes, the, the extremely. Like, probably the simplest action movie I can think of. Yeah, it, it is pure. It, it's very efficient. It's very well done. Um, So, talking a little bit more just, like, about Keanu in this movie. So, yeah, no, his, his dialogue, the way he delivers definitely not the best but what did you think about um like his his stunts and his like physical stuff was good aspect? yeah no yeah. absolutely i think he did a great yeah, i think he he did good action stuff um yeah that stuff was strong it, uh, you said he did, he does like his own stunts i think in this movie he did pretty much all of his own i know in There's some really impressive stuff here yeah no, like just him jumping on and off the bus yeah. on the cars. Yeah, on the cart and shit. I love the sequence at the end of this movie when he's like being suspended under the bus. Yeah. Uh, which, fun fact, that was not... So, <laughs> they used 11 different buses of this like one bus model in the movie, and they used it's three... cool-looking bus, too. Yeah. And they used three of a different kind of bus because... that. And they used it specifically for the scene where he's under it. Yeah. Because the main bus model in this movie just didn't have enough room for him to be under. Yeah. So they got a different bus model that just has, like, a suspended higher that he would be able to fit under. Okay. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And they blew up two buses. <laughs> destroyed two uh, for it. Um, Biggest consumers of buses. Yeah. Um, so as far as the, the concept of this movie, or the... The overall concept is there is a bomb on the bus. <laughs> Dennis uh, Hopper put a bomb on a bus. Dennis Hopper put a bomb on the bus. If the bus, the once the bus goes over fifty miles an hour, it's armed, and if it goes under, it blows up. It goes kablooey. If anybody tries to get off the bus, it blows up. But wait, wait, you're forgetting the epic elevator scene. Oh yeah, no, th <laughs> there's other stuff in this movie too, aside from that. So. As, as per studio mandate, exactly. <laughs> um, it is so stupid that. Th there is a, a 20 minutes before at the beginning and at the end of this movie. Yeah. It's really dumb. No, so it feels very tacked on and needless. Yeah. So basically, um, in order for this movie to get greenlit, uh, Fox was like, okay, we want the movie, but you're going to have to add more action scenes than just, um, than just the being on this bus. Like we and have to studios just ruin everything, don't they? Exactly. And it's not like, I think the opening scene on the elevator is fine. It's fine. Like I think there's it's got some scary moments. Yeah, I think there's some solid tension, like with the passengers on the elevator. That's when I realized that this movie was rated R. Yeah, was uh, someone said fuck, and I was like, oh shit, they use their fuck all, like already. And then someone said and then fuck said it again. like immediately, and I'm like, wait, why is this movie rated R? <laughs> it, it really doesn't need to be. There's, there's, a, there's no a, need for this movie to be rated there's R. There's a butt shot on this elevator. Uh, it's, like, she's wearing shot. underwear. Yeah, no, like well. They're taking people off the elevator, and he's it was a really down. awkward shot. Yeah, yeah, it was really awkward. It felt like I ah, put that one in there, like guy smoking <laughs> a cigarette in the <laughs> editing booth. Like, but but that the movie needs a little sex here at the was, beginning. Was yeah. it Harvey Weinstein? Was in there? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein was there. Yeah, uh, and he was like, put the ass in it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, no, it this it really did not need to be rated R. There wasn't any moments that were really gory. No, it felt very um, PG thirteen. I feel like they kind of they could have got more people to show up yeah maybe just like a lot of it was just the implication that um, yeah people were dying because early it, on it raises the stakes a little bit yeah because early on like once so okay t to get into the plot of it a little bit basically is like yeah a bunch of business people are on an elevator um and like the lines get cut and yeah uh there's emergency brakes kick on yep um and there's a bomb on this elevator or attached to it and Dennis Hopper put a bomb on the elevator. Dennis Hopper put a, uh, put a bomb on it. 
and uh, Keanu Reeves and Jeff Daniels play LAPD uh, SWAT team guys. Yeah. Who Keanu Reeves definitely seemed like it could be Jeff Daniels. <laughs> Not so sure. You you had a problem with that. Uh, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Um, Jeff Daniels didn't really look like he belonged anywhere in this movie. <laughs> At all? Not even guy in the chair status? I guess kind of. Yeah, he looked kind of like... He looked like he belonged in the office like 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he would. this guy does field work. <laughs> yeah, should just never have been on the field, period. No. Yeah, like when because he's running up uh, at the beginning, they have to run up the stairs to get to where the elevator is, and it's on like the 30. Actually, they run up to the roof. They do. They go up to the roof. of this They go sky all sky. through this fucking building. Yeah. In this first 20 minutes of this movie. In the opening. It yeah. does really feel rushed, too. That is true. I feel like in if this movie were longer. I mean, they or, had to. They had to keep up the speed of the movie. That's true. It's in the title. <laughs> it just had to keep going. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they had to worry about their speed. Exactly. Um, yeah, so they save a bunch of people from this elevator. Um, but after they save all the people, like Keanu has a suspicion that like something's not right here. Fucking, yeah. I think I know this Dennis Hopper guy. Exactly. There's there's some bullshit afoot, and they Got find some tricks up his sleeve. Exactly. Uh, they find Dennis Hopper on the elevator, and uh, they have a little, a little bit of a confrontation. Uh, there, there's a really, I, there's a pretty cool moment where, like, uh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Uh, Howard Payne's the character's name. Has best character in the movie. Yes, but definitely. Uh, what does he say? Whim of a madman. <laughs> the whim of a madman. Elsie said that, and I was didn't know what he was talking about. And then Dennis Hopper said it two seconds later, exactly how Elsie <laughs> said it. The whim of a madman. Showing that Elsie has seen this movie like twenty times. <laughs> I have. I do love this movie, and I'm glad that I own it in 4K. I'm excited to watch the behind the scenes. Yeah. Um. But uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, they have a little confrontation. He has Jeff Daniels at gunpoint, like, arm around his head. And Keanu shoots Jeff Daniels in the leg to get him away from Dennis Hopper. Smart move. Yeah, definitely smart move. I haven't seen that a whole lot. He's, like, pulling him behind him, like, as a hostage. And, like, if you shoot him in the leg, he's not going to, like, drag this guy's body behind him. So Exactly. We too you much don't see work. that a lot. Yeah. And then Keanu doesn't even shoot him. Like, I feel he kind of does it for... Well, he has the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. No, he does. He, he, like, he like goes out... My understanding was he left the room and then the bomb went off. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone assumed that he died. That he blew himself up. Even though movie logic dictates that he was absolutely yeah. still alive. There was so much movie was. left. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then there's a little scene at the bar, uh, which doesn't matter. And no, then we and then we get to where the movie actually starts. And then yeah, and then he's buying muffins and the bus blows Ke- up Keanu and he's Reeves like, is, yeah. You wanna see another bus blow mm-hmm. up, Lamau? Yeah. I love that shot, by the way. Um the, um, oh yeah the, yeah, the turnaround and then the bus blowing up. Exactly, because that takes a lot of coordination. Yeah, it's a, it was a really quick little thing too because you see, Keanu knows the bus driver. Yeah, like they're they're talking in the muffin. They have a little bit of an exchange. It's not really. Memorable. Oh shit, that was him. Yeah, he yeah. made the my wife joke. Yeah, he made the my wife. Yeah, you wake up and you're married. For, I don't even remember it, the dialogue's Last not time I partied that hard, I woke up married. And yeah, Keanu buys them up. And then when he goes out to his car, there's a really cool tracking shot of like, I, it, I, I, it's burned in my brain. But like the bus is going by, and Keanu is like walking around like his car, and the camera follows. And then as he's doing mm-hmm. it, the, the the bus blows up behind Boom. him. 
in um, that one shot it's yep, cool in that one shot and then keanu's like running towards it um and already we we we, we aren't feeling any remorse for the people who died on that bus Mm-mm. uh nope it's just like nope we gotta go i don't know those people who cares <laughs> yeah it's true it's not the ones it's not gigantor yeah gigantor wasn't on that bus <laughs> yep uh cameron from ferris bueller wasn't yeah <laughs> uh, um doug is his name doug um yeah no and uh Terry. so yeah basically the, on a payphone nearby uh howard payne calls keanu and um something from this point on we man, we, man. we talk about all the time why the fuck does he hold his phone like that yeah so uh, he had his thumb blown off by the explosion on his left hand on his left hand so he holds the phone with his right hand to his left, left ear, ear instead of just holding it to his right ear and it is it just like a character quirk i have no idea like maybe it's more comfortable like because dennis hopper is, was a good actor like yeah. Is it just like a choice? <laughs> there was nothing wrong with his right ear. Like he no. could have just done that. That's what I was for a brief second. I was like, well, maybe he like lost hearing in that ear during the explosion, but it was on a his different. Left hand. S- yeah, it was. It doesn't make any sense. He would have lost it on the side that his hand blew up. No, it doesn't. I don't know why he holds his phone like that. It's very distracting. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because the movie's already just going at this point. It's whatever. Yeah. Fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> And then uh, basically, um, he tells Keanu Reeves that like, yeah, so there's a bomb on the bus. This is the bus number. Give me my money by eleven o'clock. And then he goes yep. through the whole thing of like, if it goes over fifty miles an hour, then but he he's just playing like a middle aged man. Yeah, he's not even like all that evil. Like, well, he, I mean, he is, he is, but like, he's a weird in his, little dude. In his mannerisms, he's just like th- your weird principal. He, he's a weird little dude. He's he's like your weird next door neighbor. Yeah, single divorced. He's man. doing this. He's like talking to. Who he hangs up and he's like watch. He's eating sandwiches and watching football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, he's the best part of this movie. He's the character I'm most interested in. Yeah, he is really goofy. And yeah. like, whenever they cut back and forth to him, I would almost. I would almost love to see a prequel of him uh, uh, before speed or pre-speed, <laughs> low speed. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. I, I mean, if they made it now, it'd be like an HBO series. It goes on for like three seasons. That's true. Six seasons. No, no, no. A TV prequel series spinoff. Ugh. Like Bates yeah, Motel. Never mind, actually. Yeah, no, it would suck. <laughs> God. He's being played by like. A Timothy Chalamet or some <laughs> shit. Young <Howard laughs> Who would make a good young Howard Payne? Hold up, let's sit on that for a minute. Who's oh, like yeah. a quirk? I was about to Jesse si- Plemons. Yes. <laughs> well, he's actually getting kind of old for it now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, he's almost that age. Who's like a yeah? Um, who's like a young weird? All gr- the people I think of as like gr- young actors are old now. Yeah, all the young actors I'm thinking of are just too hot. Yeah, exactly. You need someone weird. Yeah. I would have had, like, young Philip Seymour Hoffman or young something. Young Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They don't they don't make him gremlin-y anymore. Yeah, who's a gremlin little guy? The, the ugliest actor I can, like, young-ish actor I can think of right now is Adam Driver. Even then, he's, he's like, 40. He's, like, ugly hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's not young. I'm thinking of young pe- young men. I'm like, Tom Holland, Timothy Chalamet. Nah, too hot, too hot. Uh, fucking, what's his name? Um, the guy, the kid, not the kid from mid Maybe the kid from mid-90s, that actor. I forget his name. Atre- Atre- Atreus from God of War. Oh, shit. That's the same guy? Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, Atreus. Uh, That's forget- neat. I'm forgetting his name, but yeah, Atreus from God of War is the mid-90s kid. And he's also the little kid in uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer, which is... Yeah, great, sure, we can have him do it. Great movie. <laughs> Why can, not? He can be young villain from Speed. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, what the show will be called, too. Yeah. Young villain from Speed. Exactly. 
um, and we get like a little bit of a we get introduced to um, Sandra Bullock Annie oh, yeah. Annie in this movie she chases down her bus she's fine in this yeah she's yeah she's okay she's fine in everything she's in she's Sandra Bullock and she's fine yeah. <laughs> I can't think of what's I'd probably say my favorite performance of her is probably um, you ever seen Gravity yeah I was gonna say I yeah. like Gravity I think it might be in spite of her <laughs> I think she was good in um she's in that movie catch and release i think she had like a big speech in that that wasn't too bad hmm. and miss congeniality is fun yeah i, s- I still want to watch need to watch the proposal with her and ryan reynolds i heard mm. that's a fun rom-com ain't seen it yeah but i don't know <laughs> yeah so sandra bullock we meet her uh she's annie she's she's all she's bubbly riding the bus she hates it she's, she hates it because she got her her license uh taken away for, for, speeding. Speeding. for speeding 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 <laughs> um anyway uh yeah so and there's like a bunch of other people on the bus she gets annoyed by um by what um by cameron from ferris bueller's day off yeah he's there you can see him he's wearing i don't think he's playing a 90s douche but he's definitely dressed like one he's playing a tourist yeah he's playing like a bumpkin yeah He's playing like a tourist who's coming to visit L.A. for a time. In my but head, he's just dressed like a villain. <laughs> yeah, he is dressed like a. Co- well, actually, you know what's funny? I, I remember listening to another podcast. That character was originally written to be like a lawyer or douchebag. That's why he's dressed. Like, that's why his wardrobe is like that. Hundred percent. But that Alan Ruck. Yeah, but they rewrote the character after like Alan Ruck, like kind of reading for the part and doing like test stuff and um apparently he's is just like such a pleasant guy that they kind of like read he really seems like a really nice guy yeah no in this in this movie he's just like a little bit of a uh, like a dumbass he's just kind of a klutz like a little bit of a little bit of a schlemiel yeah like i love this his moment in this movie i feel like on the bus they don't have the movie does not have enough time to give you information no. about these characters on the bus you learn enough but i think yeah they give you enough little moments with all of them to yeah. make you attached enough like everyone's or- really mean to this big guy to ortiz gigantor <laughs> Is, yeah he gets called gigantor, gigantor like three times yeah ortiz and then um yeah there's alan ruck and then there's some others there's the criminal guy who mm. uh thinks that keanu's there for him yeah, it seems like that we were talking about like how efficiently structured this movie is, where it 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 maintains at least like a baseline of tension, mm-hmm. and then like the second you feel like a little safe, it'll ratchet it up. Like, exactly. Like we have this like lengthy scene where he's trying to get on the bus by stealing this poor man's car. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Which we'll talk about that he gets on yeah, the bus and you feel like a little bit relaxed because he's there, but then. This guy pulls a gun on him, like, I'm not going to prison. It's like, do you yeah. think I just jumped on a moving bus <laughs> to arrest you? I mean, he was paranoid. I mean, <laughs> I, f- I feel like if you did some sort of crime to that scale, you would be paranoid about anything. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, he maybe did, the guy he killed a guy. Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, he stole it. He stole that guy's car. <laughs> yeah, so he stole the dude's car, and that, that these guys just complaining the whole time. He's like, oh man, not the oh, and he tears off him tearing off the car door was pretty sick. When, like, he opened up the door. Are you really insured? Funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. Oh, my door. Um, can I draw, Can I borrow your phone? Just take yeah. it. <laughs> There's a lot of good car destruction in this movie. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> the highlight for yeah, me. Yeah, vehicular. Just how much, like, how much actual action they put in it. 
yeah it's all you know practical effects all in oh, camera yeah, yeah no um, cg not yeah. that I could notice. Probably like a wire here or there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you you were saying you noticed like something. There's a moment where like they have to uh, take the bus on a sharp turn and like yeah. it, the whole. Oh, yeah. Whole you can see the rig underneath the bus that's like lifting it up to yeah. make it tilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was pretty obvious. Yeah, but that's the magic of movies. <laughs> um, it's the magic is that you notice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, fucking. It's something that all the characters have, and I feel like is like the characters are simple, but I feel like they're pretty memorable. You know, like they're they're unique enough. They have like enough quirks where like yeah. you you do care about like the occupants of this bus. Yeah, well, yeah, they give you just enough. Yeah, like I don't really care about like any of these people all that much, but we get like we get enough to like know them and like identify them and like we don't want them to die. <laughs> yeah. And like before before the action before like shit gets starts getting crazy on the bus, you see um uh Annie Sandra Bullock like interacts with the characters. The I feel I feel like uh they really make you care about Sam pretty quick, the driver of the bu- the first yeah. driver yeah. of the bus, you know, like he has some nice interactions with, you know, some of the shot. and he gets shot um and you feel really bad for him. We were being mean to him though just cuz he's got like such a a very prominent brow. Prominent eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, what did I say? I said he looked like a Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> he did. No, I was like, that guy's forehead is wild. And you were like, yeah, he looks like a Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he's such a nice guy. And he gets shot Seems by... very nice. Yeah. Uh, he gets shot by the uh, criminal man who thinks that Keanu is here for him um, by accident while uh, Ortiz yeah. uh, tries to tackle him. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is that everyone on the bus, except for Alan Ruck, they're just trying to get to work. Yep. You know, everyone's just trying it, it's I mean, it's a bus. There's yeah. no no one here is like riding it for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people like of them like afterwards are like, damn, I'm probably going to get fired from my job. Yeah. <laughs> he probably would, too, because they couldn't call their boss. Oh, give a fuck. You know, one was here to open. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, we lost so much money today. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't yeah. care. Some bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So, yeah, the scene of Keanu getting on the bus is pretty fun. He's like chasing it. And then he hops in the dude's car and. Yeah. um. And then, yeah, so once, yeah, so after that point, the main issue is um, they they get into the city, so, like, they have to get off on the, on the off-ramp. Um, yeah. And then, like, they, they deal with that. They almost hit some pedestrians. They hit a bunch of cars. Um, and then they get, to get back on the freeway, they have to hit that huge turn. Yeah. Um, and then. It's just, it's just thing after thing after thing, like, keeping the tension up. Exactly. Like, yeah, every time you get a little bit comfortable, they encounter a new obstacle. They do, yeah, they do something new. Yeah, and it's I, I liked how you said it, is that the movie feels like one big action scene. Yeah. Well, at least but the middle of it. But it's structured like a film. Yeah. And I, I think a part of that is because they, they, I think they do a good job of balancing little intercuts between the bus, uh, going to Howard Payne and watching him be goofy. Yeah, watching his, him be fun. In his little lair. Um, yeah, he's great. Yeah. And then um, uh, Jeff Daniels, every once in a while, you get little snippets of him trying to figure out who he is because, like, the whole thing is they're trying to locate Howard Payne. Like, that's what the cops are doing. Yeah, trying and failing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they have to do a jump uh, across uh, an unfinished section of the high because they're on this, like, in construction interstate. Oh, my God. Um, that's the dumbest part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, funnily enough, apparently they kind of came up with that while they were, I think, while they were location scouting. Like, they, that wasn't in the original script, having to jump it, but I think while they were either... The I, was there a ramp? Yeah, so there was... I mean, like, I know there was in real life, but, like, in the movie... Because I did not see one. 
Well, yeah, no, they they had the ramp out of the shot, like when it so they went up. they're like approaching this this gap in the road. It's like a fifty foot gap in the road, yeah. right? There was no <clears throat> gap in real life. Oh, I like I'm talking about like, but like in the movie, they're approaching this fifty foot gap in the road. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The ele- supposedly <laughs> in the movie, the elevation of the road that they were on and the road they were trying to get to was the same. It's that that's the part that makes zero sense. <laughs> Uh, because they they hit they they floor it as hard as they can and everyone just braces and i'm like okay so they're gonna fall into the gap and they're gonna land like in the grass underneath and like try to get back on the road Mm -hmm. nope bus just flies (laughs) across (laughs) just flies across like the fucking magic school bus yeah (laughs) it's a pretty gnarly shot you for a shot you never see it in one whole shot no the bus going like you see it in like six shots it's yeah well it's like three you see the bus fly yeah and then it cuts to it almost hitting the ground and then the last shot of it hitting the ground it like it like comes off of the the on-ramp that it's on and it's like tilted at like an unnatural <laughs> it's I, it just doesn't look good it's yeah. my least favorite part of the movie i think yeah it's pretty nuts it was an insane scene to film i bet uh fun fact i'm just looking at the wikipedia here now a 2009 episode of mythbusters attempted to recreate the bus <laughs> i really want to watch this they fucking knew episode. yeah um they they tried a bunch of different shit and those they, are my favorite episodes of mythbusters when like from the jump they know it's not gonna work because yeah, they, they're just smart people it just would have never it just would have never worked yeah um, but yeah, no, they destroyed. So apparently, um, so like I had said earlier, they had eleven of the main buses. Uh, wow. The bus. One second, filming. GM New Look buses uh, was the model, which is a 1959 bus. It's a cute looking bus. Get me one of those. Yeah, <laughs> they started being produced in 1959. Stopped being produced in 1977. That's what we were saying. Like this, things look like that. Looks like a. 70s bus yeah it looks like an old school looking bus yeah um old gm old look transit bus um they had 11 of those and they had three of another kind of bus that they used for a scene later in the film um and they so they were only supposed to destroy one bus for this stunt (laughs) like they they literally just one and what happened was um so to make the bus kind of jump higher, they gutted a lot of it. Yeah, like they took it was out this, way lighter. Yeah, to make it like way lighter to try to get maximum height out of it. And the stunt driver was practicing on with the bus like fully loaded, you know, <laughs> like for other scenes and stuff. And what a goof up! Yeah, and wasn't super comfortable with um, the bus being as light as it was. Yeah. Uh, so the first time he missed the ramp completely. And crashed the bus oh. and, and made it inoperable. Can you imagine what an awful day that would be? Yeah, it was terrible. And it was like, supposed to be their, like, their one shot. Ugh. You know? That um, guy must have just felt fucking horrible. Terrible. He might have gotten fired that day. Probably it, did. Just for that, because that's just a lot of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So, basically, I believe John DeBont, the director, went back to the studio and was like, yeah, we need more money. This is <laughs> an important shot. We John need Speed. John Speed. Uh, John to speed. <laughs> John to speed. Um, speed bond. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let them do a second. Let them use another bus. Do the, try the shot again, and that time it worked. Yeah. Um, and that's what we see. Um, yeah. No. And then uh, they go to the airport, um, and they're just driving around the airport for a while, which is kind of the biggest lull in the action is when they get to the airport yeah um it is kind of cool though that, like when they get on there the wheels get torn up the tires get torn up by the spikes um and starts the rubber from the wheel starts to fly off yeah uh and then 
Um, there's a pretty fun scene. I love the scene where Keanu was suspended under that thing trying to disable the that bomb. That is cool. It yeah. feels real, too, the yeah. way, when they actually like start to lower him under the bus. 100%. And that's when they needed to use that other type of bus, so they had three of those. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Keanu's hanging from the underside, and because the like the line like snaps like it gets hit by rubber yeah. and it snaps um and keanu keeps ratcheting that tension up mm-hmm. and keanu stabs the gas tank with to uh, like hold on to hold on like he as stabs it with yeah. a screwdriver and it's like ah oh, shit now we have this story about they, exactly. they threw a ticking they threw a ticking clock they on th- the script in the perfect the exact perfect time yeah yeah. Where it's like, okay, now we have this challenge. Run out of gas. Yeah. They would have run out of gas way before. Just keep upping the ante. Oh, yeah, it's they, a bus. <laughs> <laughs> before they got they got everyone on, on the bus. Oh, yeah, you can see the the uh, fuel meter, and it's like. <laughs> it's dropping so quick. You can see it visibly moving down. It's like, okay, well, that's going to be out of gas in about yeah. 10 seconds. We, we see it lose like the quarter <laughs> of the tank, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, that thing is going to die. Everyone just needs to tuck and roll off the bus. Yeah. Um, but, but it no, doesn't. Yeah, but it no, just it keeps going. It doesn't. They fi- they figure out a way to trick uh, Howard Payne into thinking the people are still on the bus by using, um, we were talking magical about tape technology. Magical tape technology. They like make a looping, uh, VHS tape. Yeah. which I don't know how that's Whatever. possible. <laughs> that just like loop. they do it live too. Like yeah, what they like. How, did they like intercept the signal or something? They like intercepted the signal, and he's like, they, "Record that now, loop it over <laughs> and over again." Yeah. He's like, "Done." <laughs> there's a there's a lot of little like movie throwaway lines. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, where it's like like where there would be a potential loophole or like a potential thing, and they just give the most bullshit answer. Yes, as to like like well like Annie is like, well, why don't we um. Uh, why don't we put the bus in neutral and then uh, just keep yeah. the gas running? It's like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then Keanu, no, Keanu goes like, he would have thought of that. He would have thought of that. <laughs> Shut you, the fuck up. Leave you, me alone. How do you know? How dare you even speak to me? God. <laughs> I'm going to be Neo, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, later, and then when he finds that there's a camera on the bus, she's like, well, can they hear us? Like, nope, I think it's just video. How the fuck do you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Yeah. You don't know anything. You don't know any more than we do. Exactly. He's just doing. Have you ever seen? Uh, do, you, do you ever watch uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation? Love that show. Um, there's a there's that one like Picard and uh, Beverly Crusher adventure mm-hmm. when they're just like down on a planet and they're like and Beverly's like, oh, which way do we go? And Picard's like, let's just go this way. And, and she's like, you don't know. You don't know either. No, she, she's down there with um. Ah, oh, fuck. This is an important detail. But he's down there with uh. With the empath, I can't remember her name. Uh, Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy. He's down there with De- Deanna Troy, and she's like, "My childhood I, crush." Yeah, yeah. Everyone's childhood tr- crush. That she's like, I can feel that you don't know where we're going, uh, and he's like, "No, wait, no, she." Fuck. You, you, <laughs> trying to remember. Just, the yeah, just go, just go back. I think they're for some reason they're mind linked. This is not important at all. Well, she's an empath now. She can. Well, they're, they're, they're Star mind- Trek: The Next Generation is always important. But on this. Uh, on this specific adventure, I think it is him and Beverly Crusher, and they're mind linked, so she can feel what he feels. But uh, he's he's like, let's just go this way, and she's like, well, you don't know where, which way we're going, and he's like, well, you know, as a leader, you just have to pick something and act like you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's all he does for this entire movie. I don't think he actually knows anything, and that, that's that comes across with how intelligent his performance feels. Yeah. <laughs> He is like a big old jock meathead. He's an idiot. Type deal, hundred <laughs> percent. 
He's not an idiot, but he feels like one. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about. He just he just comes across as dumb. Yeah, he's got his hot is his I would say hot brain, his jock brain. Um, speaking Where of hot, on that boss. Speaking of hot, I think beyond the the performances, like both of like Sandra Bullock and Keanu being part of it's their characters. Part of it's because I don't think either of them are particularly like there's there are some actors mm-hmm. I I feel like where they are only as good as the script you give them. Yes. Like if like they can really suffer and fail if like they don't have the tools needed. There are some actors that can John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you need like a really strong director too. It's it, not even. It's not just the script. Exactly. A lot of the time, a weak performance like almost comes down entirely on the director. Yeah. Um. I mean, although there are definitely some exceptions as far as like, I feel like there are definitely some actors who like, no matter what it is, they're gonna do something at least entertaining. Yeah. Like Sam Rockwell is like one John of those Travolta. For me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of them for me. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's great. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a good example of that. Yeah, where it's like even if the movie's not that good, he's gonna do something at least interesting yeah. and funny. He's gonna dance. Yeah, he's gonna, he's <laughs> gonna do his, his weird little dance and be like, hey, "Say what?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy being my. Oh, uh, I love that. Him yeah. being him as George W. Bush advice. Oh, great. he was really good. Yeah, in that. yeah he's that, perfect. I was. I, for, I forgot about that. I might. I kind of want to. Fun rewatch. I kind of want to rewatch. But I I don't know why I saw that in theaters. <laughs> when did Vice? <laughs> I saw it with a buddy just of mine. Ima- imagine just being so evil and despicable that you get a whole movie made out of yeah. you. 2018. Yeah. You know, 2018 was, was a, a be- good movie, though. Yeah. I think I only saw it because nothing else good came out that year. Christian Bale, dude. Yeah. He, he was incredible. In that he put movie. on all that weight. Yeah. He's wild. He, him and Robert De Niro being the, the kings of that shit. Yeah, I, yeah, on one hand, it's like it's it isn't super impressive. On the other hand, I feel like it's just like you see it a lot, <laughs> and people equate it to being like a good director. I think it's just it all comes down to like how dedicated you are to your craft. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid enough. I, if I was getting paid that much money, I'd lose or gain as much weight as you want me to. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you can affo- <laughs> you can afford to literally spend. Yeah, and I focus can get a trainer your... and like a dietitian and shit. That's a good point. Like you. Yeah, I would put in all the work to get Kamal Nanjiani Marvel shredded if yeah. I was getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Yeah, that's how they do yeah. it. They get paid by the studio to lose weight. Yeah. The thing I appreciate about that, about Kamal, what he, he said from the jump, like when he dropped that picture mm-hmm. that broke the world, <laughs> that that made it hard for schlubby brown guys like me around no. the world, um, is that he said in the like that like yeah this would not be possible without the Marvel money and the Marvel resources. Yeah, that's what um, um <coughs> Rob Mac uh Rob McElhenney. Mm-hmm. He's, he's Rob McElhenney, I think. Uh, the no, it's McElhenney. It's always Sunny Man. Yeah, he was he every time he's like asked about like what's your secret, and he's like, oh, it's easy. All you have to do is get paid by your studio and uh, and eat a very strict diet as prescribed by a specific dietitian whose whole job is to control what you eat. And uh, be put on a trainer with <laughs> be put on a training regiment with one of the great uh, best trainers in the world who helped train uh, the actors for Magic Mike. <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do. Just, just get all that. He's completely like aware and fully acknowledges that this is not obtainable for like the average human being. Yeah, and I, I respect that exactly. So yeah, they get they get they get their advantage exactly. Um, God, we went on a weird rant from. That's fine. Uh, I was, I was gonna, it's something we're both passionate about. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was just gonna say that I think Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, um, 
despite their performances, I think they have good chemistry with one another. Oh yeah, and that's um, you said that they were they dated in real life. Yeah, so like they dated after this movie, and it was clear that like both of them kind of developed a crush on one another while filming, and I feel like that chemistry comes through absolutely. Like from the moment they kind of meet Keanu, they're both like, like checking each other out, yeah, like the whole movie constantly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're both like doing like the up down. <laughs> yeah. When they, when they're on the when they're on the train at the end of the movie and they think they're about to die, a part was like, if we jump, you, you want to fuck me? <laughs> that was like the last chance we'll get. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yes, man. <laughs> Actually, I think her last line in the movie, or he, cause, he does say yes, man. That was gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, because she she says after they get off the bus that like you know I I read that like most relationships that start in tense situations mm-hmm. like fail. Um, and then later in the movie, Keanu throws that back at her. You know, in most situations, and she goes, well, we'll just have to base it on sex then. And, and that's like, the last line of the movie. That is the last line. Weird choice. Also, yeah. to end this movie about a bus on a, on a train. subway train. Yeah. So after they get off the bus, <laughs> there's a whole tacked on sequence where like it fucking Howard Payne gets Sandra Bullock and puts like a vest on her a bomb he's vest. He's being like a weird uncle about it too. Yeah, he's being he's weird. He's like I need you to hold this, just hold it down. Yep. <laughs> and he's still entertaining in this last bit. He is bit. fun. He's he's um, the most watchable part. He's having a blast in this movie just being this like wacky Yeah, being creepy uncle. Yeah. Um yeah, he definitely does is, is just like a really fun antagonist and he's great. There's a final scene on a train where uh he the only gory part of this movie is when he gets his head ripped off. Yeah. Oh yeah. On top well, of the that train. and the lady that gets that rolls under the wheels yeah. of the bus. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty gross. But I mean they didn't show any blood on that part. No. And then happened pretty quick. Dennis Hopper's head coming off looked like the fakest thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. That was like the worst CGI in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it was the only CGI I noticed. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, no, and definitely, I feel like the end of this movie felt way more tacked on than the... Yeah, it looked like a Tim and Eric effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then that's the movie. I mean... That's it. How... So, okay. After Simple wa- as hell. After watching it, I do think... I understand from a satisfaction standpoint, it's like, I don't care about anything else before, like, before this bus... Yeah. Like, but I do kind of get, like, okay. We needed to, like, establish some kind of history between these characters. Yeah, we needed, like, a little bit of a thing. You know what it it maybe could have used? Or, like, some energy that maybe... Instead of having... You could have just made the opening sequence shorter. Like, have, like... It was um, too long, yeah. Like, I think Face Off. We mentioned Face Off earlier. I was was just about to (laughs) mention, like... like, The opening of Face Off, Oh, do you just want, like heard him to kill his son with a sniper rifle well maybe not that exact <laughs> thing but maybe like something similar like maybe like howard payne blows up his partner or something yeah you know well, yeah and i mean that's basically what happened but like yeah with like 20 minutes of preamble because they want another action scene exactly it wasn't on the damn bus yeah <laughs> they, they didn't need to draw it out they could have like just done that or maybe like instead of maybe instead of having that you could have a little bit of time more kind of like getting to know Keanu and San- Sandra Bullock. Maybe it starts with like them waking up in their apartments or something or like yeah. starting starting their day or whatever. Or like maybe maybe you could start with like Keanu waking up. He's like on his way to work. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he passes by Sandra Bullock on the way to the coffee shop or whatever. And then yeah, they kind of check each other out or something. Yeah. Which here's the, I, I understand needing I to. Know you. <laughs> yeah. I understand you needing to get to know the characters a little bit before the movie really gets going. Yeah. But they you could just cut out that last bit entirely. No, yeah, absolutely. Just it felt 
like as soon as they got off the bus, I was like, wait, there's like 20 more minutes in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like saying like, oh, my God, the bus part's over. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as it blows up, I feel like and the only plot hole that would really leave would be like so because the whole thing is like there's still more movie because Howard Payne is still alive. Yeah. And he's still expecting his shit. You could either have it to where he got away. Yeah. You know, or maybe, like, they think that he got blown up, but you could do, like, a little stinger. Like, if you do that, like, you think that he got blown up, Mm -hmm. but then there's a little bit of a stinger of him in a cop uniform, like, sneaking away. (laughs) Yeah. Which all, uh, very Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I was about to say, like, (laughs) he's wearing a a white linen suit and he wants his fedora and he walks away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Or you just have it that, like, the cops get him, which I feel like would be... Yeah. That's the Jackie Chan no, end they, of this movie. They made his head came off, and then Keanu Reeves went down in the ch- in the train, and Sandra Bullock was like, what happened? And he was like, he lost his head. <laughs> and it was like the least funny thing ever. And he you can tell that head. he knocked his head off just, just for that stupid joke. Yeah, I'm taller. <laughs> yeah, Keanu ain't great with the one-liners in this no, movie. No, he's no Arnold. No, no, that's for sure, yeah. Hang chill out. Or Will Smith, welcome to Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got to get me one of these. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've been ranting a bit about um, about this movie as we've been going. I feel like I've been talking a lot about it because, I, like I said, this is... No, yeah. I, I, would I call this one of my favorite movies? I mean, it's certainly... It's certainly one of my favorite pure action movies. Yes. Like that you could definitely call it that. Like as far as like it's um it is the pinnacle of solid mid budget American action. Yeah. As far as like what you can do without oh God, being yeah. a Star Wars or a Marvel. And it's extremely Hollywood like blockbuster, like Yeah. It didn't it it's mostly just like we have I had an idea for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. And also, it, it is like a small scale idea. Yes. Really. But it's just executed very well. But I want to hear more of your overall thoughts about it. Okay. Like, just how, how you felt about it. Like, what did you kind of expect going in? What did it come out of it? Because I feel like I've been rambling a lot. I mean, so. I pretty much got exactly what I expected from it, which was just Hollywood 90s action movie. It definitely is very well executed. I can see why it's so popular because it's it's extremely efficient. Uh, it's got extremely tight, a t- very tight script, except for you know barring the first and last parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very smartly put together. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock are fine, uh, and yeah, you know I think it's a I think it's a fine action movie. I th- I, it felt very blockbustery, which isn't like my my bag usually, but it was definitely a fun watch, and I'm I, I'm glad. I'm glad we watched it. Um, it's just there's something there's something about these, uh, like especially from like the '90s and early 2000s, mm-hmm. these action movies, these Hollywood action movies that just feels they just feel hollow to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they just uh, as far as like it seems like it's a similar feeling you got from Independence Day. Yes. Yeah, Independence Day and Face Off, and like I can definitely see the appeal, and I understand why you like them, and I I like them too to a degree. But there's just this like super polished like product feel that these movies have for me. They are very, how do I put it? They feel very corporate. Yeah, and both, and this, how do I put it? We about to get political, y'all. Oh boy. Um, they this movie and Independence Day are very pro cop. 
Oh yeah, and very very army. Like yeah. there isn't really any anti-authorian, well, you know, authoritarian it's, vibe. It's the '90s, and you can understand. You can like kind of see the zeitgeist, like the public public opinion mm-hmm. through these movies, and you know that was a very popular opinion back then. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like there are some movies that are definitely lean toward like. Well, then again, a lot of the ones I'm thinking of are '90s movies that are ahead of their time. Yeah, like, these are these are big Hollywood blockbusters yeah. designed to have as much mass appeal as possible. Have you ever seen uh, Demolition Man? Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's one where I think that movie feels like a satire. <laughs> Sandra Bullock too. Oh yeah, no, as well. <laughs> she won a Razzie, a, like worst actress for. for that doesn't feel that doesn't feel earned Demo- <laughs> for Demolition Man. I think she was fine. She's funny. Was she better? I think she or was worse? playing a comedy role, wasn't she? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. People were mean to her about it. I don't really like the Razzies. I feel like they're wrong like half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They kind of missed the point. Yeah, I feel like they missed the point a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. Um. Calling you out, Razzies. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that no, demolition man. I definitely get what you're saying as far as like them feeling like a product. Like I'm trying to think of an example of. For me, I feel like more of that is in like the early 2000s, like Michael Bay yeah, era. Yeah, that's the thing. I also wanted to bring up Michael Bay because I cannot stand his movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just like they fr- go too far. Just from like an aesthetic standpoint, they feel so sweaty and sticky and like hot and so yellow and yellow and saturated and the camera never fucking stops moving and i feel sick watching them mm-hmm. i just i i do not like his filmmaking style and i was really happy that this movie did not have that no. <laughs> and i was kind of expecting that and it was very relieving to see some restraint mm-hmm. not at all yeah i feel like that early 2000s action movie kind of beat is my least favorite era too yeah and it's kind of funny because i was looking at this director john demont his future he directed one of the angelina jolie laura croft movies oh really that's perfect tomb raider the crater cradle oh he did equilibrium he did equilibrium oh no he was he was a producer on equilibrium Uh, producer he did directed speed 2 cruise control the greatest title of all time man (laughs) keanu did not come back for it sandra bullock for cruise control for cruise nope damn who was it who was the who was the 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 man handsome man a man that we never see jason patrick jason patrick this man what else has he been uh it's knockoff um (laughs) it's like a mix of uh it's like a what's his name we're looking at the jason patrick picture on wikipedia who's the penguin in the in the penguin or who's the penguin colin farrell yeah, he looks like a mix of Colin Farrell and the guy who's in Inglorious Bastards and uh, uh, the British guy. Yeah. I d- Fuck. What's his name? I don't know. What else has he been in? Lost Boys. The British. Uh, Rush. Sleepers. He's, he's also in um, in those Alien uh, prequels. Alien prequels. Oh, Billy Crudup. No. Fuck, Alien prequels. Do you mean Prometheus? Oh, Michael Fassbender? Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's like a mix of Colin Farrell and Michael Fassbender. Yes, I can see that vibe. Oh, thank God. That was going to bug me. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's... I have not seen Speed 2. Because we I've were talking about Speed sequels. Yeah, no. It would be like Speed 2, Cruise Control, because it's on a boat. Speed 3 is on a plane, so it would be called Speed 3 Turbulence. 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. Wow. 
Speed three turbulence and speed four would be on a train. On a train, which would speed be speed four get railed. Yeah, would <laughs> be a real downgrade. Speed four yeah. get railed. Even though we haven't seen speed two, which I don't, I don't know if we'd even want to. Do we have I'm, do we have enough morbid curiosity to I'm, see it? I'm afraid. I I'm not a huge fan of watching bad movies because here's the thing. I love a so bad it's good, but Those I have are so rare. But I haven't heard that this movie... I've heard this movie is just straight up bad. I'd much rather watch like a Neil Breen movie. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like Tommy the, Wiseau or yeah, something. The Room or whatever. Than like, then just some Hollywood thing that's just boring. I have never seen The Room in its entirety. That's fine. I've seen You've bits... You've probably seen the funny parts. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen bits of it. I think in college there were multiple times where friends were watching it and I walked in or whatever. Like I've probably seen all of it put together. Yeah. Um, no, I, it's the room. The room you can you've probably seen all the parts that'll make yeah. you laugh. Yeah, I've but Neil Neil Breen on the other hand, I think every single scene in Neil Breen movies are funny. <laughs> he he did Samurai Cop, right? No, no. <laughs> Neil Breen is way lower profile than that. Oh wow! One second, because I know a buddy of mine was really into. <laughs> so uh, his Wikipedia page has his, <laughs> his eyes, eyes are closed. closed. <laughs> So That's so funny. perfect. Uh, yeah, no. So uh, the room had like millions of dollars of budget, uh, and Neil Breen just makes these movies. Like he has like no filmmaking experience. He just makes them with like he self funds them, uh, and they all star himself as basically the savior of the planet. That's crazy. Ah, uh, dude, we should watch some Neil Breen movies. They're so fucking fun. We shall. We'll have a Neil they Breen are, episode. Oh, they're so good. Speed. <laughs> Speed. <laughs> Getting back to the speed Wikipedia page. Yeah. Speedy. Speed disambiguation. <laughs> that's the that's the fifth movie. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a spaceship. They're on they're on the TARDIS. <laughs> they're all professors. Yeah. Speed disambiguation. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, nah, I'm just thinking of this. I'm trying to think of other movies that are in this um, genre. In the, yeah, in this like '90s like cheesy action movie space, De- Demolition Man is definitely a deconstruction of those. There are some that yeah. are like, I feel like there are some '90s movies in this realm that kind of go more pulpy. Like, have you seen the '90s Judge Dredd movie? No, it, I've seen I've seen clips. It's pretty bad. Law. The law. <laughs> there are some fun. There I fucking are, love the the new the new Dredd movie. Yeah, a little bummed that never got a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Predator come out in the 80s, or was that... That was 80s, yeah. Or, I feel like Schwarzenegger had some... I think Last Action Hero was the 90s. Yeah, that definitely makes sense, because that, that movie is making fun of 80s action movies. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense as far as, like, that goes. I'd say, I'd put the, you know, I'd put something like The Mummy in this category, the for mummy. sure. The Mummy, yeah. What do you That's think? That's fair. I think The Mummy has a little more personality than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The Mummy had, like... Uh, had like real characters. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like super pro cop. No, and it um, was it, you know, I think I think my I also have like a bias against action movies that are just kind of just set in just like life, just day to day life. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand that. I'd like I'd like I like a little more like you know Fantas- it's, it's a movie Fan- fantasy. Yeah, it's a movie you can do literally whatever you want. I mean you know that's just a, that's just a personal preference with no, genre, but I understand what you're saying. Um, even though like some like, but like you know uh, even just like making it a period piece, like I, even if it was 
even if the mummy had no nothing uh, supernatural about it and they were just adventuring. Something, That's why Indiana Jones is so fun. Something that is a bit more removed from the everyday. Because even though Independence Day, obviously, is about an alien invasion, yeah. it's still in quote-unquote yeah. no, 90s modern day. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I get bored yeah. with that. And it's like, like the 90s and the early 2000s. You can think of like a more interesting setting and characters. Yeah. It's, it's almost like we're not far enough away from the 90s and early 2000s to have that kind of nostalgic connection to it, especially the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, unless it's something that's, like, super, super baked into it, like we were talking about mid-90s in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, that's a whole different genre of film entirely. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think a big part... A part of me is just trying to think if I would appreciate these movies as much if I didn't grow up with them. Mm, because like there's interesting. A, yeah, because I never grew up with these movies. Yeah. Like there's always gonna be that kind of like inherent bias then and Yeah. You know Absolutely. A, a part of me is like I feel like I don't know. Now I'm doing a lot where like I've been doing a lot of stuff where like I'm going back and watching movies that I saw when I was younger that I I didn't really appreciate or yeah. like didn't really get and now I can watch and love like Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Like I was okay with Goodfellas in high school, but now I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or like when I rewatched Alien recently uh, with Courtney, like there I was able to just appreciate so much more yeah, about it. Absolutely. And now, <laughs> from our last episode, I'm kind of excited to go back and watch some movies in black and white. Like yeah. That might fit, yeah. That'll like watching Alien in black and white to see like like what it what i i can notice about it that i didn't before yeah i definitely have a few movies like that too where i like i thought it was just boring as shit there will be blood was one of those i mm-hmm. was i thought it was gonna be a western and then it's just like oh it's just fucking about a guy <laughs> <laughs> it's Ew. just a dude yeah but now as an adult it's like one of my favorites and uh, i think that's that's a bunch of movies i think 2001 a space odyssey i thought it was boring as fuck Mm-hmm. And even now, I'm like, still, it's like, Ooh, come on, yeah. <laughs> let's pick it up a little bit. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I feel like a big part of it is like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge on movies that are just like about. I, I think we talked about this a while ago. I don't like movies that are a drama, a contemporary drama, yeah. just about people today doing con- yes. contemporary people things. Like, at the very least, I'd like it to be a period piece. Yeah, like just put it at th- at that basic level at least. Yeah, and I th- I, yeah. To me, it's just like God. We could be doing so much more with this. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to think. There are some examples of movies I'm thinking of that might have that, but they do something different. Like, I don't know why Moonlight came to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Moonlight in a while, but yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, Moonlight's great, but something that moonlight has over it is that it's aesthetically it's beautiful it is very beautiful like it is an amazing look but also it's telling a story that we haven't really seen before and i mean like a contemporary drama like i i as long as it's shot in an interesting way and the dialogue keeps me hooked then i'm absolutely down Mm -hmm. um it'll hold my attention like plenty but my, I think my that's my problem with uh, these action movies, like Hollywood action movies, mm-hmm. is that they're specifically the way this this was shot feels kind of flat. Yeah, there wasn't anything super great about the cinematography, and like you know, it 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 just feels workmanlike and like a product. But you know, there's a lot of fun to be had watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, let's go to um, <coughs> uh, prop time. What prop, prop time? What prop would you want from this movie? Oh, dude. I had a, I had a, I have a few things in mind, but I don't. I don't. Not, not super sure. I like the um. I like the way that the detonator he's holding at the end is designed. I think I'd like that yeah. just to like futz with, and, like That's click around. Cool. I like that. It'd be a fun fidget toy. Mm. I'm thinking maybe the cheesy cold gold watch. Yeah, the, <laughs> the one on the bomb. Yeah, yeah, that was watch. fun. That could it's be a cool. fun little detail. Ortiz's uh, hat. <laughs> or, or <laughs> That's Ortiz, a good hat. Ortiz's hard hat. <laughs> He's wearing crooked. I need a new hard hat for work. Oh, there you go. Uh, fucking, what else would be good? Fucking, oh, the Keanu, big wide bus. Keanu's got a great <laughs> like flannel shirt at the beginning of this movie. <laughs> He's wearing the, like three layers of shirts, and it, it seems like it's like LA. a hot. <laughs> it seems like it's like it's a hot summer day. Like Sandra Bullock's wearing short shorts and shit. He's got it. He's got both flannels open to reveal his tank top yes his action movie tank top it's like why are you you take the jacket off Mm -hmm. dude you could just wear one flannel you know the 90s were just the era of like sweaty man in tank top yeah very sweaty movie i was pretty grateful for how not sweaty this movie was yeah keanu's got his sweaty white tank top jeff goldblum in independence day has a sweaty like all thanks to john mcclain dude exactly yeah Dude, the, the the white tank top sales must have fucking <laughs> blown up. It's a good look if you have a certain physique. Exactly. <laughs> I've tried to, and it's like, no. <laughs> no, me, me either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, doesn't work. Yeah. So next episode, hey, we're going to, let's see. Do we want to do Saltburn or The Mist next? That's a good question. Are we, are what we, would we double feature The Mist with, or would you want to do that as a one-off? Um, Maybe with the black and white parasite. And then that way yeah. it can kind of feather. I w- I, w- well, I, w- I would want to I would want to double salt burn with parasite because the themes match up. Yeah. Um. Indeed. 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 Yeah. I kind of want. worth thinking about. Yeah. I kind of wanted to rewatch Salt Burn on my own time a little bit. Yeah. Just I'd probably have to watch it again to freshen up. Really dissect it, but uh, folks. Yeah. So we're, we're gonna watch talk about this. Can't speak. Bobble I'm boom. sorry, folks. It's late. It's one ten. It's very late. It we're is one. Th- we're both. We both kind of started this podcast really tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a long day. Um, it was fun though. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good time. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that we watched Speed second. Yeah, me too. As like it was like a palate cleanser. Exactly. Exactly, because like with the thing being like all heavy and it's this very, was just like yeah. light. Yes, absolutely. This was dessert after uh, yeah. after dinner for sure. <laughs> after a fucking three course meal. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. But no, highly recommend speed. Uh the four K Blu-ray looks Me great. Too. If you're ah That is a fun watch. Watch yeah. it with friends. At some point we're gonna talk about I w- definitely want to do a dog soldiers episode. Dog soldiers. Once, I've never heard of it. One, I'm down. Once I get it yeah, no, it's it's an underground. Actually, pretty cool thing. This is pretty dramatic. I'll show you. Uh, I am going to show you a little comparison of this real quick. Yeah. Dog Soldiers, the um, 88 films um, 4K restoration is insane because the original <laughs> you movie. just look up Dog 4K. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, because the original like version of the movie looks terrible. Like, really? It, I forget. I think you said it looked like it was shot in the 80s. Which I thought that yeah. was like intentional, but it looks like a bad eighty. I'll, I'll show you exactly what I mean. It looks super washed out, and like the movie was made on a nothing budget. Oh, but I'll show you exactly what I mean. Um, Dog soldiers. Yeah, I'm trying to find a video that's just small soldiers. <laughs> small soldiers. <laughs> um, that's just a comparison. Um, 
this guy films at home. Uh, it's not just a comparison, but I'll just skip to when he shows Bullshot. It look it's it's insane because the original movie has like a really washed out look to yeah. it. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, no, and then they they made it look like a real movie with this 4K. Oh, so that yeah, so that's oh. the 4K. Just wait. That's what it. That's th- what it originally looked. That's like. what it originally looked like. And then watch when they do the 4K. Looks it like it was shot on a camcorder. Yep. And then that's it. Now they just like. Yeah, it looks brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So Ooh. one second. That's the original. It's just so totally Stay washed blown out. out. Yeah. Overexposed, and they just kind of went in and like. Wow, you can see so much more detail. So much more detail, like muted things a lot more, made it look a lot more naturalistic. I like it. Yeah, the original Blu-ray, there's some of the werewolves. Creepy. Yeah, the Shout Blu-ray, for people looking in, there's the the new, they just fixed the colors. Yeah, it looks like it was just, just you needed know. some tweaking. Exactly. I mean, it was just a bad... Bad color correction. Bad transfer, yeah. yeah so like very bad. Contrast is too high. There's the original... And then, yeah, for people at home yeah. listening, yeah, and that just looks like a real movie. <laughs> We're you just know? both just like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. Check out uh, Dog Soldiers 4K UHD Blu-ray review. Uh, second, second Sight. Second Sight, that's the company. Edition yeah, so. unboxing by Films at Home. Yes. Like and subscribe. Yes. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. This has been <laughs> episode 14 of Midnight Movie Gang. That was speed. 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 I'm on speed. <laughs> Speed! <laughs> I'm on speed! I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed it. Have a wonderful night. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. So, here we go. Thank <laughs> you.